The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The amount of slander that has happened to me and yeah. the amount of abuse that I have gotten worldwide for 16 years, I wouldn't yeah. put on my worst enemy. Literally satanic people are after me because they were tormenting me with my childhood sexual mm-hmm. molestation trauma. Um, my wife just split her nose completely open. Before you know it, I'm trying to hold all my blood in my hands. I'm like in a puddle of blood on the floor. So when you look at Top Model as a whole, like is Tyra Banks like the monster? This is bigger than them. This is a bigger, don't say that I'm targeting anyone. This is bigger than them. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Let's Get Into a Podcast, hosted by me, Sloan. And today we're joined by Lisa D'Amato. She has Hi. been on America's Next Top Model twice. You've been on Tyra's show. You've been on rehab or celebrity rehab with Dr. Drew. Um, you've also been on Married to Rock, MTV Cribs. You've had a music career and so much more. So mm-hmm. thank you for coming on to the podcast. Yeah. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm great. I'm, uh, I'm good. You've been like so easy to like schedule with because I've been a mess. I've been moving. I've been doing so much. So thank you for being so flexible and just like coming through whenever. I really yeah, appreciate it. No problem. I know you're really busy and you're uh – what I've noticed is you're incredibly organized and you do your research like me. So I I super appreciate that you're coming in knowing a lot already. And um, also I make my own schedule. I work from home. So I I love that. Yeah. Girl boss. It's so annoying when um, you like go into an interview or you watch an interview and the person doesn't understand like the guest or where they've come from. Mm -hmm. So then like people who have seen you before and know some of your story, they're sitting here like watching you like re-explain it. Mm -hmm. It's just like not even, you know, proactive at all. So um, when you were younger, did you always dream of modeling? Um, I dreamt of being a performer. I dreamt of my lights my, my name and lights, you know, yeah. I always wanted to be in acting and modeling and, um, music. I wanted to be like the quadruple threat performer. That yeah. was always my dream as a child. And as far as modeling is concerned, that was just the only way to like break into the industry. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed like the easiest way to do it because when you go to a mod- modeling agency, they always have like a talent division. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. So, um, not a lot of people can say they've met Tyra Banks, and you've been around her a great deal. Um, what is she like? I wouldn't know. 
No, you're like, even though you've been, it's kind of like, it makes me think about, you know, that RuPaul show. A lot of the drag queens say that, like, you don't ever see RuPaul. Like, unless the cameras are on, then you see him. But then, you know, if it's not, then he's not even there. So That's is that kind of the same with Tyra? Like, she was only there when you taped Can him. We, yes, I'll answer this, but full circle. Like, isn't it funny that RuPaul's Drag Race is, is literally a spinoff of Top Model? Yeah. And they have tours and every single uh, Drag Race contestant, RuPaul's Drag Race contestant, has like millions of followers and buying houses and doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. Whereas all the America's Next Top Models, there's maybe like 10 that have like somehow broken through the stigma of top model because the contracts really hold you down and the contract actually states in there in so many words very legal terms Uh that um if you win or if you're on the show that tyra she'll make sure that nobody Mm. goes past her and so anyone who goes past her a little bit like winnie or whatever yeah um there was like it's not because of tyra you know Uh um but as far as tyra banks and her personality I mean, the cycle five, she she seemed really n- nice to me in the beginning. And then I realized, like, when I went, because I also went on cycle 17. six to uh, teach the girls uh-huh. how to model with Janice Dickinson. Uh-huh. But for me, that was just making money, right? Like, to get residuals. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, and then as time went by and I went on All Stars, I saw a huge difference in the way that she was. Mm. Um Definitely not present, doesn't care. Also, uh, behind the scenes and panel, the way that she would try to instigate like really uncomfortable emotions in people mm. was really uh, hard to watch and yeah. witness, you know? Like an example is Shannon, the Christian, right? Mm-hmm. And she would say like, so what position do you and your husband like to, like very invasive, yeah, kind of like super tacky questions that like made me secondhand embarrassed for her, yeah. you know? Cringing. Cring- super So cringing. do you think some of those really cringe moments don't even make it? Because like, it's, like, do they, do you think ever have moments where like they push people too far and they're like, oh, you know what, we'll probably like keep that off? It's only the, all the things that they say that are very uh, personal and um, abusive mm-hmm. and all of the most of the time it, you don't see that because then they switch the subject really quick. And since you can't talk about production, mm. you're still in that headspace, which is what really, really messed with my head on cycle five because they were tormenting me with my childhood sexual mm-hmm. molestation trauma. And then they'd flip it, you know, and mm-hmm. then ask me questions about the photo shoot. Yeah. And you're like, you're in this emotion and it has people like, you're just crazy because you're because of the competition. I don't care about this but competition. But they're like triggering you, know? you and then trying to leverage some stuff that's happened in your past to like make a point about what's happening in the moment mm-hmm. or a photo shoot or something, yeah. which sounds like very dismissive to something that's so serious. It's so insanely serious. Yeah. So insanely serious. So yeah. speaking, you are a survivor of um, sexual child abuse and I have you know, watch some interviews that you've done and you've been open about the fact that your like mother's boyfriend, mm-hmm. I guess, assaulted you when you were like in third grade or around that third age. Third to seventh, I was sexually molested and beaten and all the, all the horrible things. So, um, when, when top models, uh, when I first went on, they give you all these therapy sessions mm-hmm. with psychologists. Like before you go on to the before show? Before you go on the show. Okay. And it's, it's, uh, it's to help them, um, what you, this is what they tell you uh-huh. to make sure that you're, um, mentally safe mm-hmm. to be, to, and strong enough to withhold the aftermath of being in the public arena after the show, mm-hmm. like mentally that you're capable of handling that. Yeah. And then also, um, to make sure that, that you're safe, you won't harm, harm yourself or anyone else in the house while you're filming. Mm-hmm. Those are the psychological evaluations. It's like, 2000 questions that you do in a day. Really? And then next you they for me on cycle 5 they had me talk to two or three different psychologists. And at the time, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so amazing. They're also giving me therapy. Like yeah. I get to talk to somebody." Turns out that they just use all of that to use against you. Oh no, which so they're like totally collecting against so the it's law. data collection at this point. They can care less about like you actually becoming stronger as a person. No. They're collecting this information to then leverage it on the show. To abuse you with it. Wow. Yeah, it's That's really, so manipulative. Really sad. 
Um, and a lot of people tell me, um, and I just want to make sure that this gets said because this is what people tell me online all mm-hmm. the time to just get over it. And a lot of reality shows do things like that and manipulate, you know, tra- past traumas. Like it just is what it is. No, it's not. No, it's not. I fight really hard about Top Model because their their confidentiality agreements of not talking about production on the mm-hmm. show um, is ten years. Now, when you sign these contracts, you go, "Why on earth would I talk about? Yeah, like production? why would I need to? This what? is going to be this amazing. Like, like you know, it's glamorous. It's yeah. about modeling and makeup, hair. Like, I'm going to be like, this is going to be so great for my career. Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? My my attorney at the time, and I had my attorney look over it. They said this contract is literally. Shit. And are you talking about like cycle like five contract or like cycle, seventeen? This is cycle five. How did you like at that point in your life? Like, how did you like even like afford an attorney <laughs> to look at like a contract? Um, my my boyfriend's. Room, uh, next door neighbor in his condo building was uh-huh. a huge attorney and sh- they loved playing base. They loved, they loved watching baseball together. Uh-huh. And so she's, he told her that I was going on top model and she goes, Oh God, that doesn't sound good. Let me look at the contract. Yeah. So she, she looked it over for me for free. Everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, her name's Rahel and <laughs> shout um, out, shout out to Rahel. <laughs> um, but she's like, this is not good. I just want to let you know that if they do anything to you, nobody's liable. And also that they're they're going to control your career. So definitely, whatever you do, don't win. Just be memorable. Mm-hmm. So she gave me that note, um, and that she knew that I'd been modeling for ten years already. So she's like, "You'll probably kill it." And this is probably just me being overprotective of yeah. you. But I'm just letting you know that this is the the shittiest contract I've ever seen in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I took it with a grain of salt, and I was just so experienced that I just felt like. There's yeah, like, no I can way. handle this. Yeah, like, like I've, I've lived in models' apartments around the world already. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way that this is going to affect me. Yeah. Um, and I've done tons of productions, but real entertainment industry, you know, commercials. Uh, I had done a couple of TV scenes, stuff like that yeah. for um, whatever. So I was like, oh, I know production. i just never done reality TV. Mm-hmm. So to find out now after all this time has gone by and me trying to speak out and – always getting like shunned and abused by the toxic fandom being mm-hmm. like, you need to get over it. Oh, so like, they're toxic. The, 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 the fans. I'd say for me, if you're, if you're a villain, yeah. if they're, if you're portrayed as a mm. villain, then basically Tyra just basically created like an insurrection on your life forever yeah. because it repeats in a, uh, 100 I think it's 184 countries. Yeah. Like, that's insanity. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and just to be clear, so when they say you can't talk about production, like, what does that mean? Like, you can't talk about Tyra or the people who worked on set? Like, you can't talk about, like, behind the scenes? Like, what exactly does you that... You can't talk about production. And also, production signs the contracts, too, that they can't talk about production and oh. talk about what you're doing. So when people get mad and other girls and contestants are coming out, too, and being like, they completely abused me... And other people will say, well, you know, production did that too. And yeah. you're like, yeah, but production is also under the the contracts yeah. that they put them under. So even if they wanted to speak out, they wouldn't be able to. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of ways, um, this is all just a huge, like, have you ever seen the Stanford prison experiment? No, I've heard of it though. This is exactly top model, modeled America's Next Top Model after the Stanford prison experiment. Is that the one where they like made people like prisoners do things to each other? Yeah. Okay. So they have, it was an experiment at Stanford and they had people, some people, they've all volunteered. They get paid Mm -hmm. for this experiment. They have people who they decided that are going to be the guards. And then they have people who are going to be the prisoners. And then they play off of that. And Mm -hmm. with their own psyche, right, of what they do, they tell the guards to make sure that that the, the prisoners are always... Um, like being controlled and doing what yeah. they need to do. So uh, a prime example is one of the guys in this prison experiment, he wanted out mm-hmm. and it, they wouldn't let him leave. And so what they did is they started like beating him. Now, yeah. granted, Top Model didn't physically, yeah. I mean, it did harm people with challenges or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, and then if he still didn't do what he said because he decided not to pay, not to follow the directions of mm-hmm. the guards, then they started um, uh, starving them and then started not allowing them to sleep, yeah. keeping them awake. And you'd think that the other prisoners would stick up for that person, but they don't because yeah. they don't want the same treatment. And it shows like that experiment like depicts like power dynamics and like how those 
so the guards are kind of like the production and they really just do whatever they're told and there's no real. Yes. And they also get off on it too, the control. Yeah. And so you see um, that if you ever stick up for yourself, you're just going to get abused worse. Yeah. And then on top of that, they're going to also turn the other prisoners yeah, on you, you by telling them that the reason why, like for instance, the, the guy that refused to eat and refused to follow directions, they then tell everyone that, okay, well, if he doesn't do what you want, then what you what guys supposed will to, suffer. Now you guys are going to suffer mm. too. And so that's just the way it goes. And that is top model though. Mm-hmm. The, this is not comparable to any other reality show. And I'm going to say this because this is a fact top models, confidentiality agreement is 10 years to not talk about production Mm -hmm. or you get sued for millions and millions of dollars. That lasts for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Not one other reality show that I've ever researched has a 10 year on production, like, uh, which is weird because why would they need that? You know, if they're just having a normal show with normal, you know, production people and it's a competition, it shouldn't be that serious. That is the same amount of time, 10 years, mm-hmm. that the statute of limitations is to report abuse in a workplace. So they knew exactly uh, what they were doing from day one. Yeah. Um, another thing with the confidentiality agreements is, and what I've, I did an Oliver Twist interview. I call I call him Oliver Twisted because <laughs> he's jacked up. Yeah. Um, he's just not genuine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I brought up the psychological evaluations because any contestant on America's Next Top Model never brings that up. Yeah. They're always asked, like, you know, what I get asked all the time, did you really steal Bree's granola bar? And I'm like, ugh, <laughs> this is not the interview I want to have, yeah. you know? Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can live out your MasterChef dream. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Um, but... Once I brought up the psychological evaluations on this Oliver Twist interview, mm-hmm. of course, he rolled his eyes at me and like mm-hmm. wanted to point blame of why would I bring something so serious up and then also try to default other people's mental health f- to bring myself up or to yeah. raise myself. And that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's not about saying someone's crazy. It's about saying the, conf- uh, the psychological evaluations are there to make sure that it's safe for you and yeah. also the aftermath of you after the show and everybody else's mental health. Mm-hmm. It does not mean that you're crazy. It does not mean I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling anyone anything. Yeah, no, it's a liability. It's issue. a liability thing. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do. I'm not calling anybody who pa- who didn't pass their psychological evaluations mm-hmm. necessarily crazy. I'm just saying yeah. this is bigger than them. Yeah. This is a bigger don't say that I'm targeting anyone. This is bigger than them. This is about the show. Yeah, and people need to look at, like, Hollywood in general. I mean, there's so many people who are taking advantage of. I don't understand why this guy can't look at the, you know, the bigger grand scheme picture. of it and be like, oh, this kind of makes sense. Like, now they've got all this information on you. So and then they, since I brought it up yeah. and I said that Allison Harvard, who was on All Stars with me, mm-hmm. she told me I know exactly where, we're, we were, where we were sitting in the house. Mm-hmm. In the front and that couch, there's lots of pictures where it didn't have a back. It had like, it was like yeah. a lay couch or something, you know? And we're sitting there waiting for production. And she goes, I think Laura was right there, Kirkpatrick, like the country bumpkin girl. <laughs> and she's, she said something like, um, 
it's just crazy. Like, did you pass, like, said something about the confidentiality agreements or the psychological evaluations mm-hmm. or something like that? And um, Allison, she turned to me, and I swear, I kid you not, because you got to remember on All Stars, I was. I went for revenge. Yeah, yeah. I went for redemption. Yeah. There's no way that I can now exit myself off of a show that has been projected all over the world. There's no way I can stop that. And so the some, only way I could fix things for my yeah. life to save my own life, my own life, mm-hmm. and my own mental health, and to fight back for my own career and yeah. all that was to go back yeah. and Kill it, yeah. right? Well, and just some backstory. So at this point, and when she went to All Stars in Cycle 17, she had been on Cycle 5, and Cycle 5 portrayed Lisa as an alcoholic and, mm-hmm. you know, unhinged. So I feel mm-hmm. like going into 17, you kind of, like, already knew how they were going to work. Manipulate behind, Yeah, manipulate you. Then. So then you knew, like, not to even give them what that, they, when that, I knew yeah, that they a were chance gonna, yeah. to go and make you look some I knew that they couldn't hurt me the same way that they did before because now I'm coming back, had... Tons of therapy. I've realized, like, I I was so vulnerable with information that I gave them, trusting them. You know, my mom's a narcissist. And Mm -hmm. so it's like I told all this information about this crazy narcissist that was my mom and what she had done to me. And then I gave that information to another narcissist who had a show that projected (laughs) in a hundred. And then got a whole team working on it and breaking it down. To break me. And so um, when I say that this is a much bigger issue and problem. Mm-hmm. Allison Harvard told me that she never passed her psychological evaluations on her original season uh-huh. and also didn't on all stars. She says I'm lying. She You're like, say, this is what I was. She could say whatever she wants. <laughs> yeah. I will say this. I was so triggered in that moment because I felt so unsafe. That yeah. was the moment that I realized that I'm back for revenge. I'm back for redemption. And they're letting people on this show that aren't even mentally stable or capable to understand like what this potentially is, is doing to me, other people or whatever. Because at that time she was painting in the corner with her freaking own blood and, and, and letting her do that while they were (laughs) making everyone else fight. And I'm like, what? It's like literally living in an insane asylum. Yeah. And I guess like when you're thinking about that evaluation, like you could, you know, look at it and be like, you know, the benefits are they're going to make sure we're safe and we're stable and we're ready to be on this show. But then you learn that Allison, you know, she's been on twice and she's not past them. It's like at this point, it literally is just a data collection, an information harvest to then use that information against you guys because they're not actually using the tool to, you know, sift through people and see who's mm-hmm. like, you know. Angelie said she didn't pass hers. <laughs> yeah. Now you go back to Tiffany, you know, like. We were all rooting for you. Tiffany said yeah. she didn't pass. There's so there's so many girls, even in other countries and other top models around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Simi from Germany, her she has a contestant that they took straight from a mental institution <sighs> that never passed her psychological evaluations. And there's actual physical bites with blood that they let continue and they the cameras just got wow. closer to film it. That's Heidi, that's Heidi's show. Like it's so brutal and it's so funny and fascinating because through the years people go oh well you know it's um girls like hot girls like why would we like they're they're glamorous and hot like why would I feel sorry for them no we're literally like so abused on the show if you're the villain there's a lot of girls that come out like you know, Laura Kirkpatrick is a great example. The country bum. She's like, I love Tom Mall. It entirely yeah. lacked me. And so I got to do what I wanted. And so it was just really fun, you know? And uh, yeah, you know? And it's like, that's not my experience. So don't belittle mine. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I get upset with that. So you were mentioning that your mother is like a narcissist. And just to like briefly talk about like what you had gone through with her. When you opened up to her about what had been happening to you, with her boyfriend and stuff, like what happened? Like, was she, because I, I hear like stories like this and there's sometimes where the parent like doesn't believe the kid and is super. She believed us. She just thought it was our fault. So mm. this is my mom. It's maybe worse. <laughs> it's like, worse. Yeah. yeah. She blamed, I was only in third grade. So how old was I? Like third grade nine? is like, yeah, I was nine. Maybe eight, even younger. Nine? I think fifth grade, I was 10. Okay. So, so I, but, and I'm October, so I'm a late, I graduated when I was 17. You oh, know? Yeah. So, I was probably like eight years old uh-huh. and my mom told me to stop being a whore and stop <laughs> being like, maybe if you didn't walk around slutty, then, you know, and I'm like, I didn't even know what any of that was. Like, yeah. I didn't understand, but just how sick and twisted she is. I've never said this on camera, but I don't care. Um, 
My sister's older. She's two and a half years older. She got it worse than me. Mm-hmm. But I was angry and my sister uh, like went into like trauma overdrive and mm. like pretended that it wasn't happening. So I was dealing with a sister that like I'm angry and crying and screaming. And yeah. she's like, what's the problem? In denial. In complete denial. Yeah. And it got to the point where my mom's boyfriend. So she, I was in fourth. I was in third grade. So she was in fifth grade. Yeah. So they had a, my mom had to sit down with her boyfriend and my sister mm-hmm. because he said that he wanted to have a relationship with her and not my mom. And so my mom sat my sister down, fifth grade, at the table and said, how are we going to make this work? Oh, it's like Woody Allen. Like there's so many things coming Just to my mind so right now. so gross. I remember so being gross. at the top of the stairs and my sister's like, I don't want to be with him. Yeah. And she goes, well, you're my daughter and, and I want to be with him. So, so was your mom like him. obsessed with this boyfriend? Like she would do anything to I keep him? I just feel really bad for her. She just doesn't have, she doesn't have any uh, value for herself unless mm. a man loves her. What's crazy too is she's like a genius. She taught herself six languages. Yeah. Um, crazy smart, like literally a genius. Just not emotional intelligence. She's a narcissist and she's also deals with, uh, you know, she's, she's also an an addict. She's a a addicted to abusive Mm -hmm. relationships and people. So, and your, what's your relationship with her now? Is there, Oh God, I, when I left, I was 15 years old. Um, she tried to like hit me one last time and, uh, hit you up or hit you physically. Physically hit me. Oh my God. I was like, Physically hit me. So I remember, I just remember like I pinned, and this is, I'm being honest. Okay. Yeah. This is a real story. I'm not going to lie about it because there's cameras. Um, I grabbed her by the throat. I pinned her against the wall. And you're like 15 at this 15. point, right? Yeah. Because you got to remember I was being abused. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she would beat the sh- crap out of me, like kick mm-hmm. me in the stomach, drag me by my hair. Mm. Um, so she tried to put her hands on me one last time when I was walking out the door. And so when I put my – I just watched her veins, like, pop out of her head. And I'm, I watched her face turn blue. And then I let go. And I said, this is the last time you're ever going to fucking touch me again. Yeah. And that was really it. I saw her a couple of times in between because I was a teenager and I had stuff still at the house. But, mm-hmm. like, I always tried to avoid her. And then you went on to create this career in entertainment. And how has she, like, reacted to that? Um – like, was well, she kind of excited for you at first and stuff? Or? Um, one thing that's interesting is on site, I just remembered this with my husband because I'm also, uh, I microdose mushrooms. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good for the human brain. Do you do it in like chocolate or how do you chocolate. consume it? Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. do you get those? I'm like. I'll tell you later. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, but uh, when I was on cycle five and I was quarantined with Kim uh-huh. Stoltz in London. Quarantined? What do you mean by that? Quarantined. So when you're eliminated. Oh. So I stuck up to Ken Mock on my Wild Wild Boys photo shoot. Yeah, I've heard his name a few times in like interviews you've done. It sounds like he's a dick. Oh, Ken Mock? Yeah. He's disgusting. I I told him to stop. Please stop harassing me and torturing me with my childhood trauma at yeah. that photo shoot. Yeah. And he told me that he wouldn't and to put my mic back on and go downstairs. And that was a really cuz actually I want to ask you about that photo shoot later on because that photo was then later on Put into the, and you were like triggered by seeing that. So when she, she did this photo shoot in cycle five with this Ken guy. And then later on when you returned for cycle and you had a bad experience during that photo shoot, then when you returned for cycle 17. That's when I you, pissed in the diaper. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I did that because I wanted to piss on the show. Yeah. You know, that was my mindset forcing me to go downstairs, go back and interact with everybody at this photo shoot. I just confronted you to please stop abusing me. Yeah. You say No. Get back down there. Put your mic on. And I saw a bag of diapers. And so I was like, this motherfucker, Ken Mock, is going to go back around his camera, watch me enter scene again, and it's going to be all hunky-dory for him. Uh So I decided, because it was the Wild Boys, I put on this diaper, and I went down, and I just started peeing on it. And it was my (laughs) way to be like, you know, fuck you to Ken Mock in the show. Yeah. So everyone goes, she's the crazy bitch that peed in a diaper. Yes, I did. But I did that. To them. Yeah. I didn't think in a million years that they were going to air that because it wouldn't have made sense for anything unless yeah. it was like just um, real quick bonus footage, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I did think about it, but I was also in fight You're like, this is too chaotic. Like, they don't, like this I is not even relevant. But. I was so mad that he refused to, to not abuse me anymore uh-huh. that I just went into like, okay, well, motherfucker's going to yeah. get some shit, right? Like, yeah. So I was 24, you know? It's not the smartest decision, but- Long story short, when um, 
Then I go on cycle 17. Mm -hmm. You know, they eliminated me on that photo. Of course, that's not my Mm -hmm. best photo. But they're like, oh, Lisa. The one where you're like screaming and they've got like the guys in the the background. Yeah, the worst picture ever. Yeah. And and right there in that moment when I got eliminated, they didn't eliminate me for that because they had already booked the tickets for the when you go overseas. So they couldn't eliminate Mm -hmm. me on that one. That's why they got rid of me of the next one. But um, it's so fascinating that like as soon as you don't comply with them, then they hurt you more. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. That's what they just kept doing. It got worse. The more I opened up and was like loud about it. Yeah. Um, so you were sharing that you were in quarantine though with this person. Yeah. Okay. And then what, what, and there's a connection so, to your mom there? Yes. Or, yeah. Okay. So, so I'm in there and you're quarantined. Basically you, you have to hide because they think press are going to see. So mm-hmm. you have, so you, we're literally just stuck in this room all day long. Um, uh, another producer at the time, I, I like this producer, so yeah. I don't want to mention his name. Okay. Um, but he came in and he goes, your boyfriend just called us mm-hmm. and told production that your mom's in the hospital and she's been beaten up really bad, which is like oh my God. by her boyfriend. This was a different one at this time because okay. I'm 24 at the time. Yeah. Um, so do you want us to make a phone call for you so you can talk to her? And I'm like... I look back now and I'm like, you guys literally tortured me yeah. with the life of my mom and knowing that she's addicted to abusive relationships. And now you're coming in here and being like, your mom is, you know, yeah. in the hospital because she's been beaten up. So do you want to, talk? it's just so weird and gross to me. Um, but when we were quarantined as well, like. Did you talk to her? No, I no. didn't want to. Yeah. Because at that point, like, you guys, I'm you done. Know, like, yeah. she's, this is her. She's done enough. She's, like, this, she gets herself into these situations, you know? Yeah. I'm running from that. I'm running from all this abuse. Um, a prime example of my mom, too, is, like, uh, when I was on Shark Tank. Uh-huh. You know, I don't talk to my mom. But I got, right when it aired, I was so excited. And then this message comes in on Facebook. And I'm like, what? And it's my mom. And she goes, I just saw your Shark Tank. I just want you to know that I wish I never had you. <gasps> what? Mm-hmm. And your Shark Tank product was like a cute, like it's a for children, right? Like an eating mm-hmm. type thing. Mm-hmm. What it's is- a five-in-one solution to help parents feed their kids on the co. It's called Dare You Go. Uh-huh. And um, it's got an airtight seal, food storage unit, divider bowl, food catcher. Also comes with a spork in the back. It's Cute. so wonderful. To Do you help still parents. sell them? Yeah. Yeah. You can go to dareyougo.com. Yeah. And how, why would your mother like? Because I talked s- about like all the eating disorders that I had mm. as a kid, based because she was also insanely bulimic, uh. and so it it was a lot of the inspiration behind my product to help parents have the capability to feed their kids healthy on the go instead of stopping at places like McDonald's or whatever. And so me coming from a kid that didn't have the proper nutrition, it's Mm -hmm. really great for me to be the mom that I never had to then... So she takes that as hey, an attack. Well, so yes. she's like, fuck you, bitch. I wish I never had you. Mm-hmm. And it's so... Just such a, it's such a, like, a weird thing to think that, like, you see someone on Shark Tank, you see yeah. someone on TV or whatever. This is still something that I constantly battle with. My mom constantly trying to, like, get in, you she know? She can't, like, let go, her, like, let go of her ego or take accountability for any of it. No. To, like, because you think any, like, it's normal person. Yeah, I mean, I, you would even think, like, even if she did feel, like, bad for, like, oh, yeah, like, that's kind of fucked up that, you know... I did this to her and that's now part of this. It's never but like, been, I've never gotten think, an apology. Yeah, never. I mean, it just would be so much more productive for like everyone if like she just would like get over it, take accountability and like try to have some decent relationship she's with a you. Nar- she's a sick, abusive narcissist. So yeah. I have to just, she sent me a birthday card too. And like the Ugh. birthday card was like, you know, how dare you <laughs> oh like my God. abandon your mom? You know, I'm your mother. You know, like it's always guilt. It's always yeah. like, you don't even realize how sick you are, you know? So I see traits so easily in other people mm-hmm. um do you ever see some of like because some people you know there's cycle of abuse and everything do you ever like see some of your like mother's behaviors in yourself like now that you're a mom like or I have you like completely like you know 180 360 you know because you my sister has a lot of my mom's traits in her which really 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 uh make me sad but yeah. it's not her fault you mm-hmm. know and she's still a wonderful mother so she does She's 800 times better than my mom. But as far as like 
not picking the healthiest relationships. That's annoying that I get to watch that through my sister. Yeah. And she's going to get mad at me for saying that. But I think this is important just in overall like life mm-hmm. to put out there that like this is real. Like yeah. generational trauma does continue. And um, I think that what I have of my mom is uh, the conviction. She's very intelligent. Like she works really hard. She mm-hmm. travels. Um, so I think I got a lot of her good traits. My dad has a big af- black afro, which there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm glad that I got my mom's hair, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like straight, um, or hair. Um, Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey guys, it's Cheyenne Davis. You may know me from MTV's Teen Mom OG or Think Loud Crew podcast. I'm here with my dad, Papa Floyd, to tell you about our new podcast, Unfiltered Kitchen. The kitchen is the hub of the household for many of us. The one-stop shop for conversations both big and small. Cheyenne and I have been having open conversations about all aspects of life in our kitchen since well before she was able to see over the counter. And now we're inviting you into our own kitchen as a part of the family. Unfiltered Kitchen is a two-way street. I share my advice on cocktails, cooking, parenting, and the lessons I've learned. And I inform my dad what it's like to raise kids today, how generational barriers affect us, and the joys of being a daughter. Well, your daughter. Get ready for a whole lot of unfiltered advice. You can take it or leave it, but you're never going to leave this table feeling hungry for more. Listen to Unfiltered Kitchen wherever you get your podcasts. So do you want to switch gears and talk a little bit about um, the show? So you went on to the show back – I mean, the filming dates were May to July 2005. So you were 24 on the show? I was 24 on Cycle 5, yeah. How did you even hear about the show or the opportunity? I worked with – I was modeling with new models in Los Angeles, and I had just come from touring all over the the world, really, with Sebastian's International. I was bald – um, and they would do all these cool, like, zipper art pieces on my hair. It was so rad. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'd come back, you know, you resettle and you retake pictures and you do all these things to get ready for Fashion Week again. Mm-hmm. And so I was also working at this restaurant, Killer Shrimp, and all of us girls that worked there, they loved the show. I never watched television. I was like your boyfriend. Like, I never mm-hmm. watched TV. I mm-hmm. never um, – I was such an artsy person. I was making dog sweaters. I was doing all these other things. <laughs> yeah. And um, my girlfriends at the restaurant were like, you have to go on the show because you'd kill it. And then they'd tell me about it and say the girls argue in the house all the time and it's super dramatic, blah, blah, blah. Bad and girls I was like, club. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds horrible and gross. I was like, but I'm used to that because I'm used to models apartments and it's competitive yeah. and modeling and all those things. I was like, that would be easy. And I still didn't do it. I like waited a year and then – um, they just kept talking about it and I'm like, you guys are crazy. And then a casting came up. They heard, someone heard about it mm-hmm. from the restaurant and they printed out all the paperwork and they filled it all out. Different really? pens, like between yeah. t- different tables. Um, you know, I remember in a magazine too, some, it said like Lisa's favorite meal, favorite food is like, uh, Ezekiel toast with like sp- spray I don't believe it butter and I'm like oh my god I made that up like on that little thing oh, just to really? be silly yeah like, whose favorite thing is like literally like bark yeah you know yeah. like that toast is the worst it was a joke um so a lot of the things I filled out were just silly mm-hmm. so that's how it's from the, the the girls that I worked with so when you were on the show um you've like acknowledged that you were I think you were away for two months and then you drank probably three or six of the nights 
Uh, yeah, probably about. But then they used that footage. Yeah, and they continued and it created and a narrative whole... that you were. So were you an alcoholic when you went onto the show? No. And you um, weren't an alcoholic while you were on the show. No. And they just like portrayed you like. Do you this. know who got super super shit faced? <laughs> really? Who? Kim. Lots of times. Really? Do they show her at all ever? No. no. Do you know who? Like there were girls that were even underage that were drinking. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where they were telling me not to drink. Like at one point they were like. If you continue, if, um, what was it? It was like, if you drink, if you drink, then, uh, we're going to have, like, we're going to punish the girls or something like that. Like they were just keep, kept using all these things Mm -hmm. against me. But what nobody knows is like, I was trying so hard to get through this abuse and trauma that they were weighing on Re-triggering you constantly. So you were just like coping in that moment. Do they have a ton of alcohol there just like available? I, okay, so this is about the alcohol thing. I bought so much alcohol for the house. Oh, yeah. Because where was the house in LA? Yeah, it was in So were you living here and you were just able to like Uber there or I guess they take still a taxi back me, then? They still had me like at the airport. They like, <laughs> they told my boyfriend at the time to drop me off at the airport. And then to the, make that's it seem like you the got van, there. Oh, my God. You gosh. know? Yeah. Pretty, oh, also on the, um, I'll answer this question, but like, just uh, in the Stanford prison experiment, you know, mm-hmm. they put bags on their heads so that they don't ever see where they are or anything. Uh-huh. On All Stars, they did that. They really? They did same tactics as, as anyway, it's <laughs> gross. As far as the alcohol, a lot of the girls in Cycle 5, as you've heard, I'm sure, in the press too, that like nobody got paid. Like nobody mm-hmm. makes any money. Like yeah. we had to pay for our own food. And so a lot of the girls had zero money. I had been modeling. I was waiting table. I made so much money. Yeah, you've been working. So and I yeah, I was making two to three modeling jobs uh, a month, and I knew I was leaving. So I made sure that all my rent was paid and everything before I left. Mm -hmm. So I had money, you know. And the girls told me they didn't. You know, they're like, oh shit, I didn't know I was going to be here and just be living off of cereal. You know, and that that made me feel really sad. So I bought a ton of alcohol so that we could all celebrate after photo shoots and stuff and Mm -hmm. like go in the jacuzzi or whatever. I bought all that. Yeah. Did I intend to drink it myself? All of it? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But then when the girls started getting super like uh, bitchy to me, at the time I thought it was all their fault. I didn't know that it was production turning them on me. Would you, you know? do these interviews and little, like, meetings with the producer as you're filming the show? Yeah. So like, after three days. Yeah. So, uh, like, the first day is the challenge. The next day is the photo shoot. And then the next day is interviews. So one episode is, like, three to four days of filming, mm-hmm. right? Because you have that in order. So after each each challenge and photo shoot, then you have a whole entire day of just interviews. And in interviews on All Stars specifically, there was something I would sing all day long. And I'd be like, fuck me in the ass. Because I knew that they're going to trigger us. Or yeah. that's when they that's when all the shit goes down, you know, because uh-huh. they're they're putting all the all the little voices in your head, thinking telling telling you that Lisa is trying to ruin ruin your Would they like show or, clips ever to support like No. No, like to be like, this person was talking shit about you, here's like a or no, they would just kind of like tell you these things and I try to never talk shit about anybody in interviews on cycle five you know why because if i would say anything to your face if i had a concern i'd be like yo why would you say that i'm somebody that if you have beef let's handle it yeah i'm not gonna go spread it around so that everyone's freaking out and causing a huge hoopla that's not my style if i have an issue or a conflict i handle it right away so it was fascinating to me that every single one of them told me that they weren't talking shit about me but they were all talking that they all were talking shit about me and not one thing. If you watch yeah. the on cycle five, show me one interview where I talked shit about anybody. Mm-hmm. Never. Yeah. It's just all manipulation. So when, when did you go on celebrity big brother? Like was or I mean, celebrity I mean, rehab? Uh, not big brother. Yeah. Celebrity rehab. Was that like right after cycle five or was that after cycle I, 17 or no, it was after cycle five, which is why I went on cycle 17. Cause I had, it was a huge epiphany. I Did the a lot. celebrity rehab like help you in any way? So much. So it wasn't, I didn't go on there to detox or like from deal like with alcohol, addiction or yeah. anything like that. I knew that I was, I know that the top model weaponized my trauma, which then created this reaction in me to mm-hmm. kind of, and then yes, I did get drunk. Do you know why I got drunk? Because we weren't getting fed food. Yeah. Because we weren't given high any, stress situation. Yeah. yeah. So I would I drank more because like I'm all by myself. All the girls hate me, and I'm not eating correctly. 
Um, but anyway, on I went on Dr. Drew's Celeb Rehab probably like two to three years after Cycle 5 because I was still such a great mm-hmm. candidate yeah. from the reality show, yeah. right? But at that time, I remember I wanted to tell Dr. Drew about what, what they on the did show. to me on Cycle 5. But yeah. because that was like a whole season of, a, of filming and a whole show that could bring, he could potentially bring that up through the whole season, mm-hmm. I was really scared. That yeah. I was gonna get sued. That's why just in one interview on E, like yeah, shortly I want to talk about that. So you did I, a, I, I mentioned it. It was like an E True Hollywood uh, story coverage on top of, model. Um, on top model. So when you, which you can't find on the internet because it I, talks I, about I the psychological evaluations and what they do. Now they hid that. I've tried I finding it. it. Yeah. I'll give you the. I have it. I'll yeah, give you, you do. All the, so yeah. when you um, did that interview, what did you say specifically that like pissed off production? Um, and did they I see it after sued. it was like posted? Yeah, they didn't sue you. Um, they didn't sue me for it. All I said is that they used my, they weaponized my trauma with my mom against me and they'd bring it up in interviews mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Um, and then did they like, so it's not like the E true Hollywood like went to them and got approval first. Right. So it went public and then that's when they saw it. And then they contacted you said like, you're not supposed to be. They didn't say anything because they're just oh. on to the next show. Oh, they're on really? to the next girl. So you didn't really get any like backlash from that Mm-mm. from their No, team. I just got backlash from the fans because then they just said that I'm angry because I didn't win because I'm oh. an alcoholic and because I have mental problems <sighs> and that I'm just an alcoholic prostitute whore or whatever they yeah. said. And then when you call when you talk to top model production, you call them and be like, yo, I'm getting like hella abused like online. Like I don't even want to – I regret even doing the show. And mm-hmm. you know what they'll say to you? They just gaslight you. They're like, but you're famous. Yeah. But they love you. But oh, they do love you. You do have lots of fans. I'm like, uh, actually, I'm waiting tables. I can't get signed. I can't <laughs> yeah. book a job. People are literally throwing change at the table being like, I'm not going to support your alcohol problem. Wow. And I'm like, Wow. On um, Celeb Rehab with Dr. Drew, it was all preventative because I knew that I was highly triggered and emotional mm-hmm. um, with my childhood trauma. And now that it was out in the open and everyone would bring it up or want to bring it up and what it was doing to me emotionally, I just knew I needed therapy. So I did it for that. Did you get paid for going Yeah, on? I got paid pretty well on, uh, for Celeb Rehab, but I didn't... I, How long did you have to go for? Like it was month? a full two months. It was real rehab. Wow. It was... I, I had women's therapy... Um, I had, you know, we still had to go to AA meetings every day. I had to mm-hmm. listen to all these stories. I mean, my roommate was Heidi Fleiss, like the madam of all madams in the world. <laughs> and so I like to actually watch people detox in real time. Yeah. It was a horrifying reality to witness while yeah. I'm just like in the gym, you know? Yeah. It's almost um, like re-traumatizing, like seeing a lot of other people who have like legitimate substance issues and a lot of other issues. I mean, issues. Mackenzie Phillips, you know, like to name a few, like sh- her her dad like shot her up when she was like 14 years old with oh heroin. God. And you're like, people treat her like garbage. Yeah. And you're like, you don't know her story. Yeah. But because I went on that show and because of the stigma of therapy and also like addiction and mm-hmm. all that and that being wrapped up in my name you know top model loved it too like calling me an addict and a, and um somebody who has all these like if you watch any if you watch any youtubes um it all says that lisa was addicted to crack cocaine <laughs> heroin um you know mushrooms yeah. every, i'm like what? Like the amount of slander that has happened to me and the amount of abuse that I have gotten worldwide for 16 years, I wouldn't put on my, I wouldn't even put on my mom. I wouldn't put on my worst enemy. So you went through like hell after the show and with people like judging your character and your reputation. And this all led to 2011 when you decided to go on cycle 17. The vengeance. And you shared that, um, they really wanted you to be back on the show. They were contacting, I believe, your uh, fiance at the time. They found everybody's numbers. Then they con- did they contact your mom? They contact they they've tried to contact my mom. Yeah. I've never mentioned her name on purpose yeah. because I don't want to. They're after cycle five, they wanted me to do award shows for top model, but they told me that the only way that I'd get an award for these award shows for top model is if I had my mom as my invite. Oh. Like they've always been disgusting and toxic. And yeah. I'm like do you, do you know what I mean? Doesn't that feel gross? Oh, 100%. So it's I'm like, just, I'm not going. So I wouldn't go. It's also like like being doing what I'm doing now and looking at like, you know, 
the industry in general, people like to watch people fail. And it seems like America's Next Top Model set you up to be the villain and the failure, but they wanted to keep propping you up so that you were I just think, entertaining so they could just watch you fail. Like it, I think they brought me back on as redemp- as their own way to maybe pay back and maybe hope that I won't talk about them later. Yeah. You got to remember, Allison Harvard, and I have to mention this because this is really important. Mm-hmm. They had her go on her original cycle because she was already hugely famous on those underground uh, 4chan sites, Mm -hmm. which are very, like, misogynistic, satanic, like, really, really scary shit. Mm -hmm. Um, But she had – she already had, like, this huge following. And so they wanted to – they wanted that following. Yeah. It didn't matter if if she was going to be safe for herself, Mm -hmm. you know. It didn't matter if it could put anybody else into danger, you know. Um, and then they brought her back on All Stars and pinned her against me, which I find fascinating because, you know, my nose got ripped open by her fan. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, what are, I don't know this. What do you – so what really? do you explain? After All Stars, Cycle 17, okay. I got tormented like crazy because there was the Angelia so – uh, did the show not like – did 17 not help your reputation and everything? Like did it not make I, it the situation better? Late. Yeah, really? Because by 17, but you the showed, fan base has already, was already, like, cut in half. I remember watching the 17, the cycle 17, though, and you were really likable and, like, you did great. That's, so, thank you. That's but it just didn't, like, it didn't, register? I, I don't think it really registered because you had Allison who had this huge, ginormous fan base. And yeah. so I took her win, right, oh. which was, to the fans, her second loss, right? Yeah. So her fan base just thought I stole or like fucked somebody in production to take her win. Yeah. And then Anjali was disqualified, which they had already known all the things that they disqualified her for. They Mm -hmm. had known from her original season and still brought her on who also didn't pass her psychological evaluation. The final three of all stars were two girls that did not pass their psychological evaluations. But you'd think that was me because I'm the crazy one, right? Mm -hmm. After that aired, I got so bullied beyond belief. Allison fans were putting knives to my throat, taking pictures of it, sending it to me, telling me they're going to kill me, telling me they're uh-huh. going to – all these things. I would – Allison was tagged in all these posts. She's seen Did she them. ever like po- – she never said Not stop once. or anything? No. Not once. And I called – I hit up Top Model <sighs> Production. I sent him an email. I have proof of this email yeah. of all the things that I'm getting sent. And I'm like, literally satanic people are after me. Yeah. Like, this is not funny. Yeah. They're like, we'll just tell the higher ups. We'll try to help you. Nobody helped me. Mm-hmm. Allison never, I hate up Allison. If this were reversed, yeah. I would be online in two seconds being like, leave her alone. Yeah. And she's like, stop yelling at me. Like, I'm like, what? Because I did exclamation points, you know? Yeah. Um, so she goes, I go, if you don't say anything, I swear to God, Allison, like this is fucked up. Yeah. Right. And so do you know what she wrote on her, on her Twitter? Why? Bullying online is wrong unless they deserve it. And then I got it worse. Worse, right? Because then they're like, they think you deserve it now. I am still so livid about this. What about Um, your nose, though? Okay, so I was working on a film shoot uh, a couple years after All Stars. Uh And this girl, I was doing this duo gymnastics move, which we were doing in the scene. Which is just, you know, you go back to back, you put your arms in each other and you just flip each other over. It's so easy. I used to do it when I was a little kid, like with my sister or anyone. Um, And I'm a gymnast too, so it's easy. She uh, she was the, she worked in the crew and I let her do it because I was just done filming. And so it was my wrap day. And so we start doing it after dinner, all that. And I just remember being upside down and then all of us, because I'm on her back, Mm -hmm. upside down. And all of a sudden there was so much speed. And I'm like, why is she running? You know, like I didn't know what was going on because I'm upside down. Yeah. And then before you know it, I'm like trying to hold all my blood in my hands. Ugh. I'm like in a puddle of blood on the floor in the hotel room, in the hotel like lobby the yeah. where there's the hallway. Now, my husband, thank God, he had come to the shoot for me. It was in Colorado. So he, run, he ran down the hall, heard a boom. Yeah. So he ran. He found me by myself with, oh. with in the So the girl puddle. had dipped. She dipped. Wow. She full on left me there to die. Yeah. Like my whole face was split open. Um, 
Now cut to yeah. emergency room, trauma. My husband and I had just gotten married. We were literally leaving there from Colorado the next morning to then the next day after after we drive home to uh -huh. go on our honeymoon. Yeah. And then I had a whole radio tour in the Philippines where Allison was, uh. actually. That's where she was at the time. Um, so cut to now 2020, right? Mm -hmm. um, at that time, I had never told my husband the conversation that I had with that girl. Mm -hmm. And he had never told me that he found me by myself. I thought all these years uh -huh. that it was just a big accident. Yeah. And that she probably helped, yeah. you know? Yeah. No. No. So I just found this all out in 2022. Uh -huh. that, that in 2022, yeah, right? Yeah. That um, he's, he told me, no, 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 like she left you. Mm -hmm. You were by your, when I found you, you were by yourself. And I was like, what? And I was like, I never told, he's like, it was an accident. She probably got scared. And I'm like, here's the thing though. Mm -hmm. When I first came to the set, I wanted to introduce myself to everybody. She was the only one that was cold to me. Yeah. And so when I, I went up to her during the lunch line and I said, hi, my name is Lisa. Like, I just wanted to introduce myself. I said hello to everybody. And she, she introduced herself. I don't even remember her name. But she goes, when she, she, uh, she was looking down, she goes, oh, I know who you are. And I was like, oh, you do? And I'm thinking maybe she's autistic. Or yeah. there's, there's something off a little bit. Yeah. And she goes, I just, I was like, from where? And she goes, from top model. And she goes, I just want you to know that I was not voting for you. And she was very firm about it. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I was like, well, are you, were you fans of Allison? Because she was kind of, you know, like this. Yeah. So I was like, she's probably an Allison fan. Yeah. So I was like, were you cheering for Allison? She goes, yeah, Allison should have won. And I was like, whoa, okay. And still not looking at me. Yeah. And I was like, well, anyways, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm sorry if you think, like, negatively about me. Yeah. But, like, it's a pleasure to meet you. And then the next three days, I I think it's just in my nature that when somebody's, like, thinks obviously something negative or wrong yeah, about me. Yeah, you want to show them otherwise. Extra. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was always trying to be extra friendly to her. And I think that's why I even offered to do this duo, duo gymnastics move with her because she had kind of loosened up. She probably had a couple drinks. Yeah. It was dinner. You yeah. know, maybe, eight, I don't know. Yeah, we're all chilling. We're all chilling. Um, Ooh, but you think that she, like, had this, like, built up, like, weird anger towards you because of her know. fandom. I can't say. It's been so long. But you had an aha moment like when you kind of put like when, when you I had that conversation with your husband you're like oh I want to okay. put this out here. I uh -huh. want to put this out specifically. I felt attacked with Satanism yeah. and, and, and her, Allison's fans were actually making pedophilia accounts of me with my picture targeting other young accounts on Weird. Twitter that I sent to Top Model and sent to Allison, and nobody was doing anything. Mm -hmm. And then a couple years later, my fucking face rips open, and then I'm finding out all this information. Yeah. Um, my husband, after I told him that story about the girl, mm -hmm. he goes, "Honestly, Lisa, I'm gonna be honest. I really feel like she she was probably just scared." Because there were other people that were in the hallway and like, I think everyone really, like they all kind of ran because it was yeah. a production. Even though they didn't see it, it yeah. was kind of like, and I said, fair. If it's an accident, fair. Yeah. But I'll, I, riddle me this. If that were Allison, mm -hmm. it probably would be a different story. Yeah. Right? So now I've had two rhinoplasties. It takes a year to do each one. Wow. I almost lost my son. And when did pregnant. that incident happen? Um, it was like three years after winning. So it was like okay. two and a half years, maybe? So two like 2014, 2015. No, because if it was filmed in 2011, it was probably like 2013, maybe. Okay. It was It was not, it was still very much, I was yeah. in the wave of, of, of it winning All-Stars. All mm -hmm. Yeah. So to find all this out has been really like eye-opening and kind of like opened all this up again for me. Mm-hmm. Because I almost lost my son. I was pregnant. Wow. And to know that, like, nobody has apologized. Yeah. Not even Allison. Yeah. And then everyone thinks I'm, I'm like, coming after her specifically. I'm, I'm, I'm upset that nobody does the right thing. And then I still get targeted as the one that's being honest about everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I still feel like I'm targeted when I'm trying to help other girls. Yeah. Let me just tell you. Here's an example. Do you know that this same formula of what they're doing to girls still exists? This is why I still fight this. Because they're still filming top models around the world yeah. with the same formula. Like yeah. destroying girls. Do you know how many girls have committed suicide around the world from top models? Mm -hmm. 
So it films in China, Colombia, Croatia, Caribbean, Canada, Cambodia, Brazil, Benelux, Belgium, Australia, um, Austria, Albania, Africa, Denmark, Estonia, Far East Asia, Norway, New Zealand, the Netherlands, Mexico, Mongolia, Malta, Kazakhstan, Israel, Indonesia, Hungary, Greece, Germany, um, France, Finland. This I'm fighting yeah. to stop this to happen from uh, to other girls. Yeah. It's not like I'm trying to just like get some like reclaim anything because I'm good. You yeah. know, like I have a beautiful family. I have very successful businesses. I'm trying to save this from happening to somebody else because I almost took my own life twice. Yeah. Because of Top Model. So, and that's insane. I think it's super powerful that you've been so outspoken about this and it's just really inspirational. And I, I like love a person who tells how it is. So it's, thank yes. God that there's someone like you out there. So I think it's important. Oh, it's so important. Like that's why people honestly follow me because like I, you know, I talk about how it is and dude, so many people, I never told people that I was going to do your interview. <laughs> yeah. Like I have a super private, private page where by the way, like because I've been speaking out over the last year and a half, my Twitter got completely torn down, really? got banned. That whole account was based <sighs> on exposing America's Next Top Model. Gone. All like it's trolls just come in. All my accounts are private on social media because all they do, they come in and then they just flag everything that I do. Yeah. I honestly believe that that's Hollywood. That's Tyra Banks. That's Ken yeah. Mock trying to silence me. With these bots and everything. Seriously. So we've probably got like five minutes. Um, I do want to just wrap up with asking a little bit like, so when you look at Top Model as a whole, like is Tyra Banks like the monster here? Is she like, do you think she's like sold out? Like, is she evil? I think that Tyra is a narcissist. I mean, in the sense, like, I think that she is also probably under insane contracts and mm -hmm. probably signed her life away in the contracts knowing that she was going to hurt other girls. I yeah. think that she took the choice and she signed that. Mm -hmm. Do I think that she also is silenced and can't say anything even if she wanted to? I think that that's a part of it. Yeah. Do I think that she's actually changed the way that we see beauty in the modeling industry? I'll give her credit for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it came under the knife of the so many of, of our yeah. mental health. And people go, the show's over. Like, shut the fuck up, Lisa. And I'm like... No, no, it still airs the problems, and there's still yeah. in, around the world. This is still happening. Yeah. You know? um, so when she had you on her show and she was bringing a bunch of these models and like exploiting their trauma and she, you know, the Corinne, her, her situation was happening and you were calling out Corinne saying, Hey, they're going to have like, I think your father or someone there oh, on the entire yeah. show. So like, do you think that was her doing like, I mean, she knew what she was doing, right? Having all you girls on and then like bringing these things up. I think that Tyra is uh, like if she ever comes out and apologizes, which she'll never do. Her, I mean, I, you've seen her apology before. Her for apologies like, are like it's the sign of the times, and like yeah. that was the industry, and like it's my show. But it was, and then she'll go like, I'm so happy for my show. It's my show. It's my show. And then yeah. she'll blame everything on the show, and you're like, that doesn't make sense. You realize you're just you know walking. You're whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that. Tyra, like, for Do you think she could be a victim too then, Tyra, of this whole she, industry? You know, her model land book is all about how the person, the girl, the woman, the spokesmodel of the school mm -hmm. is actually beaten and abused by the school. You know yeah. that, right? I, so I think, I don't know if that's Tyra just making everyone feel sorry for her. Mm -hmm. I think that she definitely has a hand in all of this a thousand percent because even Jay Manuel has said... She, She's obsessed with the editing. She'll be in the editing room for hours, like all day, yeah. all night. So she's seeing everything that's happening. I do think that she's probably under some really strict uh, contracts, but I definitely think that she made the bed that she doesn't want to sleep in. Yeah. Um, if you watch a, a, an interview with any TV host, you know, Oprah. Yeah. When you, when you have guests on that have really traumatic stories. Yeah. Oprah's crying with yeah, you. Yeah. There's like an, a level of empathy that's just not Tyra's expressed just with Tyra. Like, yeah. <laughs> Giving the crazy eyes. And she's just, just like, like a robot and doesn't care. Yeah. And to know that she brought me on the show knowing that I refused to talk mm -hmm. about something multiple times and still brought me on and had that the whole audience and yeah. everyone know, like, that's why I feel like she's always trying to get me, like, to push me to hit the point. wall. Yeah. Because I grabbed the cameras like these and I was like, fuck this show. I grabbed the pillows from the couch. I was like, fuck this. I was like yeah. throwing the pillows at Tyra. Like, I went bananas uh -huh. in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. And then they grabbed me and 
threw me in a closet. Yeah, I locked you in the closet until you later a- filmed your segment, right? Yeah, they calmed me down. Was it aired? Yes. I can't find it anywhere. I know. Yeah. Because I called her out on my interview too. Yeah. I said the jig is up. And the only, I never watched my episode, but I, at the time it was MySpace. Yeah. And I just remember that I called her out on the Tyra show after they locked me in a closet. <sighs> Childhood yeah. trauma. How do you yeah. do that to somebody? Yeah. Um, but on my MySpace, I remember getting all the comments uh, on your, do you remember? Your, uh-huh. Are you too young for MySpace? I had a MySpace, you yeah. You did? Yeah. But everyone was commenting, the jig is up. They're like, you're the yeah. shit, Lisa. Like Aww. everyone was like, the jig is up. I got all these messages on my like common thing the jig is up the jig is up the jig is up and I was like oh it aired so I know it aired yeah but I wasn't watching tv at the time I was really and also I never watched cycle five either until quarantine either I because it was so devastating for me to watch at the time that like after episode two I like didn't even watch it I just had the I lived through it through the perceptions of other people which was devastating yeah my husband had never seen it so in 2020 after I told after we talked about yeah. like the accident um and by the way I got prettier so karma <laughs> um <laughs> better knows than before uh but I, my husband watched cycle five yeah with me yeah and he was crying his eyes out. How they like treated you because and such. I was telling him what was happening during everything. Yeah. And I never in my life had ever seen my husband cry like that. Oh. He was devastated for me. I'm glad that you are with someone who has that like empathy and that ability to like you know understand where you he come from. He dropped me off. He's yeah. like, I'm picking you up. Like mm-hmm. he's he want he loves what I'm doing. He really wants me to fight for mental health. Yeah. You know, trying to be hurt to hurt people, to profit off of them, to make millions. She makes 30 million per episode. Yeah. That's disgusting. But it is disgusting, yeah, and it's foul. And I think that, like, it's just important work what you're doing, and I'm so grateful that you, like, spend the time to come here and tell me some of your story. And there's so much more. I feel like we need, like, a part two because, like, there's still so much more I want to ask you about. Well, since I've been pushed off of social media, please go to my OnlyFans, which is La Puccinetta. I do poll, like, topless poll. That's really it. But um, I I just want... They can't bully. They can't bully me off of OnlyFans. Yeah, I'll link everything below. Yeah, so, I, it's not gross. You know, yeah. it's all just fun. But like, I literally can't do anything on social media without being reported. And I 100% blame Tyra and Ken Mock on that. Hell yeah! Well, I will link everything below. Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming <laughs> onto the show. You are You're such welcome. an inspiration. And check her out. You are. I'm so excited oh to God, see what so. you what ha- what you do with your like. <laughs> ooh. I know. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much, and I'll see you in a new episode soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.